Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space. I never open it like that. Uh, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. And my name is Aaron. The movie this week is Plan 9 from Outer Space, 1959, directed by Edward D. Wood Jr. and written by Edward D. Wood Jr. Starring Gregory Walcott, Mona McKinnon, Duke Moore, Tom King, Carl Anthony, Tor Johnson, Vampira. That's she's labeled as vampire. Oh yeah, and there's one. There's there's another guy, uh, Bella Lugosi. He's in it too. So, this is a hurdle. Hey Joel, what's up, man? This is uh, this is a movie. Yeah, that has a very special place in people's hearts. And I'm gonna read you guys an email that we got, and the reason why we're doing this movie. All right, let's hear it. Dear PDS MIOSers. Which is our preferred name. I appreciate that. I've held off on requesting this film for as long as I can. There are some movies that are so bad that they are good. This one is so bad. It is flipping amazing. I'm talking about the film reputed to be the worst in movie history. Drum roll. Plan 9 from Outer Space. My apologies to Sarah, who I feel like, uh, who I feel will like it the least. From the shower curtain used in the spaceship to the police officer using his pistol to scratch himself, <laughs> and the cardboard gravestones which they sway when the actors walk by, this is a classic. I am a Baptist minister, and I feel a sense of pride that the First Baptist Church of Beverly Hills produced this movie. As a child, I watched this one nearly every, uh, nearly yearly when our local television station would host a World's Worst Movies Marathon overnight. If this is too painful a movie to watch, I will completely understand. Thank you for your enjoyable podcast. God bless, Scott. And Scott, I really appreciate the email. And let me just let me just get this off my chest right out here. This is not the worst movie we've seen on this podcast. Uh, yeah, this is actually not the worst movie we've ever seen on this podcast, Scott. Uh, thank you though for the recommendation. Thanks for recommending it, Scott. Um, yeah, I actually. This was a request that I had gotten from my Aunt Chris as well. My aunt, um, who I watched a lot of sci-fi movies with growing up. And when she was visiting once, she asked if we could do this movie and we didn't have enough time to. So I'm actually really glad that we are fulfilling it as Scott's request because it was, it was meant to be, um. It was meant to yeah. be. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what, what do you, uh, okay. So we, we've all said we've done worse movies on this podcast. Do you guys have an opinion? Because I, I immediately, when I think of the worst thing that we've had to watch for this, I think of, uh, the one with the, 
monster and the woman that like has to go find him to do a news story and she brings him back. Oh. Is it called uh That would be the then my uh my my good friend Nick Riddle. No such thing. No, no such, such thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Riddle recommended that to us. Uh, Actually it was a it was a um part of our Kickstarter. Right. I believe. Thank you, Nick, also for contributing to No, our, no, yes. To, thank you. To, thank you, Nick. To our Kickstarter. Now. Yeah. <laughs> um no such thing was bad. Uh, I think there are other movies we've watched that were worse, in my opinion. Oh, sure, that's fine. That's fine. I, uh, I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know though. Like my 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 particular flavor of movies. Like I, I, I don't know. I feel like yeah, I'm, you like, like cheesy stuff. Yeah, like a lot but of we've certainly watched mm-hmm. things that you thought mm-hmm. were a stinker. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out where my gauge is on this, guys. <laughs> it's really hard for me. Uh, I definitely no such thing was excruciating. Uh, <laughs> Stalker. I mean, not a bad movie. Excruciating. Yeah, 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 excruciating yeah, yeah. But it wasn't a bad movie. Like, yeah. I could say that that was not a bad movie. No, it's a it's a different kind of excruciating. Yeah, yeah. Not a bad movie, though. But excruciating. Yeah. Uh, Plan 9 was not excruciating. For me... Trapped on television. By television. Trapped by television. Trapped by television. Was rough. And the other one, the like Just Imagine one. Oh, really? I like Just Imagine a lot. It's Just Imagine the one with the, all the people ritualis- ritualistically dancing in front of a statue. Yeah, that's at the end. I, I, I dug that. Yeah. That particular scene it's, I thought was pretty when cool. When they bring the, they unfreeze the, uh, the immigrant guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I think, I think. Just imagine kind of reminded me of like White Christmas or something like in the way that they Mm. you're being carried along through the different things with the songs and the dances. And it's it's not necessarily a story that you're waiting to find out the details on. You're kind of just being carried along through the dance and song and yeah, yeah, through the many, you know. (laughs) <laughs> fantastical <laughs> scenes they've provided for you Heck there. Yeah. Heck yeah. But <laughs> probably Fateful Findings is my least oh, favorite. Oh, yeah. I mean, bad, 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 bad that we've seen for the podcast. Yeah, we've been going through a whole bunch of like bad, like bad movie analysis. Like what's the worst movie? Because we, you know, the the disaster artist is right now. Me and Sarah went and saw that. And Aaron, you're, you're going through oh, the audio book. Sure. You're going through the audio book. The audio book is right? amazing so And we, we've all seen The Room, right? Right. Yeah. We have seen the room. I feel like this was the perfect movie to watch after Disaster Artist. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It was so perfectly like synchronized <laughs> that we saw the Disaster Artist last night and this one mm-hmm. today because I feel like Plan 9 is a classic and I and I have seen it before. I saw it in high school the first time and I've seen it again since then just cuz it has such a big cult following. And there were things that really I busted a gut the first time (laughs) I saw them. And this time, like, it's kind of charming to me now. Like, in a weird way, it's kind of, I don't know. How do you guys feel about it? Uh, I, throughout my life, have been told that this movie is one of the worst movies ever. Like, uh, and it's not necessarily, like, by my parents or anyone. Just, just, I hang out with a bunch of other sci-fi kids, you know, and they, mm-hmm. I, I've heard, I've heard rumored that this movie is pretty bad. I watched Ed Wood, the Tim Burton film mm-hmm. about, you know, uh, preemptively, well, uh, years ago I saw it, but, uh, and, and I thought that was a pretty cool movie, 
but for some reason, I just never picked up Plan 9 ever and, until tonight. And, uh, you know, I dug it. I actually really dug it. I thought it was a pretty fun movie. Um, uh, the like qualifiers for me for a movie that's just really excruciatingly bad are, you know, the narrative doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, characters aren't really giving dialogue <laughs> that matters, uh, or <laughs> interactions, just instant interactions that have, don't have, have any sort of weight or levity with the rest of the movie. Like all these qualifiers of things that I think are really crappy in a movie weren't happening. There were characters that were talking to each other. They were, it was. It was just. It, I was like, "Wow, this is not bad at all." There was <laughs> acting going yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> the circumstances in this movie, I feel, are yeah, poorly acted, and the the set. You can tell that the budget for the set and the special effects <laughs> was on the skinny skinny side. That's that's so. what I think. I don't think it's a bad necessarily bad i think it's just incredibly cheap oh yeah yeah it'd be interesting to see it done with like a large budget and with like real gravitas actors doing the parts <laughs> like some of the, i i think that it's really special the way it is too but but also hilarious and there's some parts where you're just like what mm-hmm Really? <laughs> that's a, the disbelief. And I think that's kind of the feeling you have with disaster artists, too, with the room is like, yeah, really? They did this? <laughs> <laughs> you can't believe they did it. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. Um, like, if I don't know if we're going to knock points against this thing. You obviously can do say that like, oh yeah, they obviously reuse footage all the time. You know, they use that same shot of the police car going down that road real fast that next to, you know, uh, some trees over again. They obviously reuse the Bella Lugosi footage over and over again. The one where he's coming out of the trees <laughs> oh, yeah. into the graveyard. You know, the first time we see it, he just he's just standing there and he like lifts up his cape and then he turns around. And then the same footage, but he's coming out of the trees, and then uh, another where he's walking off camera. Like that's I, that's all they had, right? <laughs> Other than the 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 funeral scene and the uh, leaving his house. Like, the lady behind the trees is probably my favorite. Vampira. The lady behind Vampira. the trees. Yeah, <laughs> I am in agreement with you, Sarah. That that's my favorite part of this movie too. Uh, Stunning. She's stunning. Like, and, and, and because we actually, um, in this viewing, we, we started the movie in black and white and then halfway through we watched, started watching it in color and in both formats, I was like, yeah, she looks great. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty amazing. That's just how that lady looks. <laughs> I, I got to say though, guys, there has been a remake of plan nine. Yes. I really? saw that on IMDb. Yeah. I that- just, I just, when you were mentioning that, Sarah, I, I had, I, I like, I had a bit of an itch in my brain and I had to, I had to scratch it real quick here. But yeah, 2015 looks like they made a remake. Wow. So four out of 10 stars on uh, IMDb or four. <laughs> it's probably still better than Nymph. AKA oh. whatever it is. Oh yeah, oh, Nymph, yeah. guys. This movie is better than Nymph. <laughs> yep. That's a movie worth definitely. Mar- whatever it is, Mar- Marmula. Yeah. Killer Mermaid from Outer oh, Space. Oh yeah, Killer Mermaid. Uh, Killer Mermaid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Killer Mermaids are easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. Who would win in a fight? Killer clowns or killer mermaids? I don't know. I think we'd win. <laughs> Whoever wins, we lose. Uh-huh. Alien versus Predator. 
Coming to a theater near you. My favorite, you guys like Vampira. My favorite is Tor Johnson, the, the gigantic wrestler guy. He was impressive in black and white, but just didn't have the same effect to me in, in color. That's true. I did feel like in black and white, he actually was like kind of scary yeah. looking. But yeah, when he's color, yeah, they got him all zombie colored and stuff like that. He lost a little bit of effect to me. Yeah. And I think the, the whole movie kind of loses an effect that way. Like, the part where they're in the spaceship and the humans are getting explained by the whatever the aliens are, why they're there, you know, to stop their eventual creation of a super weapon is the least interesting part because it's just a lot of dialogue and back and forth and stuff. And, yeah. and, and there's funny things, but at least in the color version, you know, they got the cool purple uniforms. and Yeah, I could see where you're coming from yeah. there, too. Um I was really impressed with those scenes because I really like the idea of aliens having like a curtain room in their spaceship <laughs> mm-hmm. where there's like a small like desk with like a bunch of like paper, like important. Like, That's on the mothership. How, how we're going to invade Earth paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. Plan nine. Hmm. <laughs> I also like the idea of, of, of there being papers with different like invasion plans. On yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's just something really about that. Let's go through a couple of different files. Like if I was in charge of an alien spaceship, I would definitely have a curtain room and force my, my people have to walk to the curtain in order to, you know, talk to me. That's pretty good. It's like a Wizard of Oz type oh, deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. In the sequel, you could fly up there and meet meet the leader guy. So all they did was blow up that one ship, you know, who's gonna who's gonna leave us where it is. If you look on IMDB, mm-hmm. it says that this is a sequel to the movie uh I, I can't remember an Edward movie with Bela Lugosi oh, before this, really, and that there's a sequel to this. That's not true. Okay. The only connection is that they have some of the actors in common, and they're all Edward directed or written. Okay. Okay. And uh, that's not the first time I've been tricked recently by IMDb, because because oh, you know somebody, facts, somebody huh? can yeah put that stuff in there, and I was like, oh, this is. Oh, I remember is. like on Facebook, I was like, oh, this is, this is a remake of this movie, and they're like, nope. I don't know who put that in, but they're full of it. I'm like, oh, man. It just goes to show you the internet is trying to trick you. That's right. The only thing you should use the internet for is listening to our podcast. Net neutrality. Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to shout things. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no. Into the mic now. <laughs> Net neutrality. I find now even the idea that aliens would come to Earth to awaken the dead to be zombies is pretty... I haven't really heard much of the crossover between aliens and, like, horror creature monsters much. Usually the alien is either the creepy thing itself or those monsters exist in their own reality outside of space, like outside Mm. of that stuff. But I think it's kind of an interesting crossover. Indeed. Indeed. This is actually probably the first for me in a, in a movie format. Have I ever seen aliens and zombies in the same? Well, in the the first night of the dead, the whole cause of the zombie outbreak is a meteorite. So it's not, are you talking about night of the comet? No, I'm talking about night of the living dead. Does it happen in Night of the Comic? Uh, comic? Night, of the N- comic. Night of the Unknown Comic? Night, night of the- <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Last comment. They call graphic novels. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> last yeah. comment. Last comment. Standing. Last comment. AKA Deep Impact. Oh. Mm. Well, you just need Bruce Willis on a, in a spaceship for that one. What I'm saying is that sometimes they're cowboys and sometimes they're aliens. Okay. Sometimes they resurrect the dead, I guess. I they weren't very good at it. I got to agree with Sarah. I got to agree with you on that. that that's an original concept for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was a little confused at first because it seemed like a lot of effort was being put into this one town. But uh, while we were watching the movie, Sarah mentioned that this just might be like a small piece of what's going on all over the earth. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and then uh, that, that kind of blew my mind for a moment there, too. I hadn't considered that. But uh doesn't seem like it. seems like they only got the three ships. Three zombies? The, the, the three zombies, three ships, and they're only using one of them. The entire world is just like cardboard headstones and little <laughs> yeah. fake corners of houses. Because <laughs> all those kids died on the way from the Oregon Trail, you know. It's a, Bobby, um, Bobby broke his arm and he, he died. Okay. Because he didn't mend it. I gotta say, Eartha Kit was playing in L.A., though. Oh, yeah. That was, that was pretty cool. And we saw all the major studios. Oh yeah, they were all they were all being attacked. Yep, they get get buzzed. <laughs> was, was that was was that Ed Wood's like upset upsetness because none of those studios would take him? <laughs> like, well, so I've got the studio. <laughs> I've got your got your TV footage. studio in here. Now you have to let me. <laughs> now you're in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to be credited or not? <laughs> Hollywood is real. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I did like that scene though when the uh, the man was exiting the liquor store with a bottle of liquor and he sees the UFO fly by. Mm-hmm. He looks down at the bottle, looks up, puts the bottle down, and walks away. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Now traditionally, what he's supposed to do is throw the bottle over his shoulder, but oh. I feel like they were like, "No, we need that bottle for another movie." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or we're gonna be drinking that bottle tonight. You put what, it down, boy. That's part of the prop. <laughs> Still good liquor in there. Yeah. <laughs> The other thing about the story being like that that makes me kind of wonder is it also kind of sounds like an like somebody who doesn't know like sci-fi might have come up with that scenario that was like I don't know they raise zombies or whatever <laughs> like <laughs> it's like all that you know sci-fi fantasy stuff like the living dead <laughs> and aliens <laughs> Honestly, I feel that the whole zombie plot was the best way that that Ed Wood could could get Bella Lugosi in mm-hmm. the movie doing his thing, doing his thing, but also keep it a sci fi somehow. Yeah, like he found like the best of both worlds, and then combined it with a bunch of stock footage to fill in the gaps. Yeah, you know, I mean, he was he just left with that stuff. He had to use it up, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I don't know. I was That's, impressed. Uh, I thought I was going to hate this movie. Or I was going to be, like, a very low opinion or just trash it. But, like, I got to say, it's pretty entertaining. Like, this is a movie that I'm honestly probably going to see again. Yeah. I'll probably watch this yeah. movie. There's a lot of really cool visuals in this movie. Like, a lot of things that I that I, that I I just didn't expect that I'd be, like, all about. All right. You're going to have to tell the audience what you think is a cool visual. And I will agree with you, but silently. <laughs> well, for one thing, I thought the UFOs looked pretty awesome. Mm. I thought the UFOs looked really cool. Um, and it looked like fun. I don't... <laughs> I thought they looked cool. Uh, uh, the mothership I thought was pretty cool, too. And I done like- on the cheap, so yeah, yeah. Um, what other cool visuals? Wait, wait, you like that guy's desk? The interiors and the exteriors of the mothership were oh, pretty okay. awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed uh, all the close-ups on the zombies. That's some, that's some cool visuals. Yeah. Um, uh, what other visuals in this movie? 
the stock footage is pretty damn cool. Yeah, people always make fun of, I think it's of the guy who is, you know, takes Belagosi's place and like wears the, you know, the cape okay. so you don't actually get to see his face. And I enjoy seeing it. Like, I think that he does a good enough job being creepy. Yeah. To like, obviously it's not Bella Lugosi, obviously, right? That's that's the funny thing about it. But like that part where the right right before he becomes <laughs> just a skeleton inside a cape, so good. Uh, he sneaks good up, he sneaks up on that guy who was by the police car, and it's like that that part could actually be scary, like because the guy's freaking out and he's just slowly walking towards him. It's like I wouldn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anybody to know Kate walking towards me. <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta agree. It's not subtle. No, no, sure. no, it's not subtle, but uh, yeah, it's but, creepy. But but effective. It's not subtle, but effective for sure. And they're all slow. They're you know they're all walking slow with giant giant zombie dude and zombie lady. Who knows what that woman looked like when she was alive? I feel like she looked uh, like that. <laughs> I feel like they. They kind of made them look like vampires or Adam's family or well, monsters that was, or that something. That was Vampira's whole shtick. Like, she looked like that anyways. Like, she would dress like that and wear that clothes. I, th- I think the only difference is they kind of tore it. I kind of want to see what their home life was like before uh, before death. That's, like, that's Vampir- a good question. Vampira and Bella Lugosi. Like, what was the daily? Yeah, what was the da- dinner. What was the day in life? Yeah. The old man and Vampira. Getting a, coffee. A lot of reaching for things very slow. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tor Johnson wasn't moving that fast when he was alive, so. <laughs> just all together. The other visual that I thought was pretty great in this movie, it was just the soldier with the binoculars just kind of looking in, into them every now and <laughs> yeah. then. That's not a great visual. That that's, was that's amazing. Just a- I laughed so hard. <laughs> that footage is great. I <laughs> laughed so hard, Joel, because like, he had to lift those binoculars like seven times between all the footage. His, his eyes were getting all sweaty, so I had to take the tip of the glasses and the binoculars down in between. Maybe this is, like, the fateful findings of its time. Because, like, I'm thinking there's so much about this that I like that is bad. Yeah. But, like, it's charming because it's, like, older and it has this, like, this aesthetic that's kind of vintage now and stuff. And I'm thinking if anybody tried to get away with that today, they would be kicked right out. Yep. (laughs) Truth, there's truth in this statement. Absolutely, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you need somebody who has independent funds doing it all their own. You know, you need you need Tommy Wiseau. You need Neil Breen. Mm-hmm. You can't have a system movie. I mean, this. I don't think this movie. I I think technically this movie was an independent movie, although they got funds from different people to to work with. But it's like. He probably wrote the script in two days. That's like a. I've been listening to a lot of people talking about Corman and his method. We, you know, like we're going to shoot for two weeks. I wrote the script and in one day, here it is. Now we're going to shoot this thing like that. So there, there was, I mean, this, that was after this, but not that far after no, it. No, not that far after it all. Like, I, this, it, this has this garbage reputation, and I guarantee there's a crap load of garbage movies. Before and around oh, this course. time, right? Of course. I feel like they touch on that in Ed Wood, too. In Ed Wood, they're kind of, like, talking about how 
it's kind of a dime of a dozen, dime a dozen thing that they're just you know working on the next one. Yep. Yeah. And throwing together the pieces they've got while they've got them and. Yeah, look at that robot monster, which is a notoriously terrible movie, but our logo is from, is from 1953. That I mean, that was a man in a gorilla suit with a space helmet on. We, we gotta watch that one. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta watch that show. It was in 3D though. I need to see it in its original version. In 3D. So the the first time I saw this movie was probably a year uh, after I had a DVD copy. Like I got a DVD copy in a sleeve with uh, like one of the covers that you see on uh, Amazon for it. And it came as a pre-order gift when you pre-ordered that oh man what is that there's there's an alien space alien game from on ps2 that thq made where you play as the alien it's kind of like it, it's it's kind of open world issue you know like grand theft auto things oh man i should have looked this up when i think open world like grand theft auto i think of the spider-man game where you can swing through the city and stop crime Destroy all humans. Oh, is that the one where you're like sucking up cows and you're your yes. UFO? Yes. You're identified yeah, flying object. Yeah, he came with it, and the person who came and bought the game was like, I don't want that. I was like, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> so, But it just sat on my shelf for a long time, and then I watched it one day. That's cool. Yeah. So I had also seen it before, is what I'm getting at. Nice. This was my first viewing, and I'm really glad that um, listener Scott and... Sarah's um, aunt, aunt, aunt uh, recommended it to us. I think it was uh, pretty awesome. Uh, I'd watch it again. I probably will. You said that already. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get that tattoo. I will. Mm. The thing, One of the things that I found the most hilarious when I watched this before and this time, too, is the narrator. <laughs> um, Chriswell. The narrator, um, the way he talks about that fateful day and um some of the other things are just so funny <laughs> they're putting all of this emphasis on this story and you you see it and you're thinking what in the world is happening and why is this the most important moment for us to watch why why is this the picture like <laughs> and i think it's just the yeah the audacity of actually making it and putting it together and saying this is a movie. Watch it. <laughs> that, um, but yeah, the the narration cracked me up, and uh, there was another part that I thought was really hilarious too. But the the grave the grave the grave that was undulating I thought was cool. That effect. Was okay, cool. that, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> you could tell it's a miniature, but it's still really cool yeah, looking. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That part where the everyone makes fun of where the guy like is is pointing with his gun and he like tips his hat up and he like scratches himself. I was thinking if I had a gun I'd probably do that. <laughs> I'd no. be I'd be totally irresponsible if no. I was just used to carrying this thing around. I just like how everyone was really casual about it. Like, yeah. no, that's just like, what the lieutenant does. Get over there. I Yeah, no. When I see that, I just get uh, creepy crawly feeling <laughs> and I think either 
this is like a cigarette lighter, or I think you do not know how to handle a gun safely. Well, it's definitely a prop, I can tell you that. But <laughs> otherwise, who knows? It just makes you feel really uncomfortable to see someone scratching themselves with a gun. Mm. This is the best thing to scratch with. I mean, he's wearing a thick coat, you know? He wouldn't be able to do it with his hand. Might as well use that gun right there, you know? And the ex- the introduction of this couple. <laughs> You're talking about the main couple or the old <laughs> the old zombies? No, the the couple that live near the cemetery. Uh the the pilot and his wife. Yes. Yeah, they're they're in the crosshairs because he's a pilot and he saw the saucers, mm-hmm. and it's like, and you're thinking, this is gonna pay off that they're. <laughs> <laughs> something something special about them, right? Something's gonna happen. And then well, kinda you know. Not that much does happen to them. A lot of stuff happens that not they're just there in the path, right? He told her, lock the doors. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. And then uh then Belagosi <laughs> broke into her house. That part's funny when he's just he walks up to the house like oh oh oh. I was thinking she was pretty cash about about it about Bella Gosi walking in her room. Yeah, like she was just kind of like I'm gonna get off the bed now. And then and then the, and then the eventual scream as she ran out the door. But but like she was very like oh yeah all right. It's, it's San yeah. Fernando. You used to weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I was waiting for a reaction <laughs> when he went in the room, <laughs> but I felt like maybe that was one of those things where maybe they were like, "You're screaming too soon. You yeah. don't know what he is yet. You don't know what it is yet." Yeah, this could this could be a neighbor, <laughs> a neighbor trying to molest you. Could be <laughs> don't, a dream. Don't freak out. Could be <laughs> a shadow. He's <laughs> just a really old man. Okay. She had plenty of screaming time when she was in the back of the that car, you know. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, good enough, good enough. Yeah. Doing some good screaming, and talk about those two, the other couple, the 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 two aliens, you know, working together. They had a a contentious relationship. Yeah, I definitely felt that uh, even though they were a unified alien species, that. They weren't really that unified. Well, they yeah, and they were also talking about how stupid humans were compared yeah. to them, and it was like, yeah. you guys can't control your undead dudes. <laughs> we're so far advanced than you are. Yeah, neener neener. We're an advanced alien species. Getting sucker punched. I didn't seem very happy. Nope. For well, aliens that had a perfect society. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like, like they had to continue. Like we're putting you down, right? Hey, look, just don't want to be mean, guys, but like. We're way more advanced than you are. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Idiots. I, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, yeah, that's a funny, th- it's a funny line to say that to them. Also, they didn't really seem to have really good control of their zombies, as you no, mentioned, no, Joel. Yeah. Like, for being advanced species. Well, and then that, what was that one scene where that one alien lady, like, couldn't get her gun working? Yeah, she, like, like it jammed on her, which, like, wait, wait, wait. How advanced are you? <laughs> it's like, drop your gun. As long as you're not in contact with it, it'll stop working or something like that. That's, thank God that guy was there. Yep. I teed it. Yeah. <laughs> drop your keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> 
it kind of reminded me of the Mad Ghoul a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, like, kind of just, like, Reefer Madness era, like, uh, horror of certain yeah. things yeah. that were the unknown, you know? Yeah, yeah. the Mad Ghoul is, a, is maybe, like, two or three steps above this movie. Like, not, it's not a huge leap, like, in, in quality. Obviously, the Mad Ghoul had a bigger budget, had a studio behind it. Had real buildings. Uh, had very, you know, all professional actors and, and <laughs> stuff like that. Had more, yeah. <laughs> had more budget for cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> Realistic coffins. Yeah. <laughs> and a monkey. <laughs> this, But it isn't that different than this movie. And that's a, that's a universal horror. So... They probably get you know the cash in just uh, just on that name alone back then. Yeah, I uh, remember thinking one of my favorite parts when I was younger was the part where they go up to the spaceship from the outside because it kind of just looks like a water tower to me. <laughs> and um, and I used to kind of like walking around in the wilderness when I was younger, and there were like water towers and stuff around. And it made me think that, like, I could just go down to the riverbed or the water tower or the railroad tracks and, like, make my own movie if I wanted to. That's awesome. <laughs> like, oh, you can just do it on the on the low budget if you want. Yeah. That's, that's why it's good to watch movies like this, especially movies that have reputations as, like, the worst stuff. Like, you watch Fateful Findings, you watch Plan 9 from Outer Space, you watch The Room. And you're going to think, well, if they could do it, why can't I? And that's the honest thing about it. Like, you seriously can. You seriously. And I'm not just talking kids. Like, go out and make a movie with your friends or anything like that. If you're an adult and you have the ambition, you want to, you know, film some scenes or whatever like that, go out there. Slap it together. Experiment. Why the hell not? You know? Like, uh, uh, even the the guy who did the Florida project, his last movie was Tangerine. All of that was done on iPhones, you know. So it's not a, a, an unrealistic thing to do, you know. You don't have to have the biggest budget in the world. Like that's the difference between Neil Breen and Ed Wood. Neil Breen has his own hundreds of thousands of dollars that he throws at his movies. His movies are garbage. <laughs> you watch Plan Nine from Outer Space. They had zero budget. But they had experienced, you know, actors and they, they, you know, were able to slap it together, you know, nice enough sets that you felt like there were different environments and stuff like that. And you don't, you didn't have to stretch that far for the audience at that time. I almost feel like it was just a regular job for them. Like, yeah. like it wasn't about making an excellent movie that was the crap, you know, the artistic craft of it, but it was more like we need to finish this work there was you know certain things they needed to film on a schedule there were certain parts that needed to be laid out and lines read and it was like this is our work let's do it let's get it done so that we can get a paycheck for what we're doing like yeah. <laughs> yeah, make a little money get you know get a little star recognition that's about it like in in ed wood the movie it's treated like he's working on his masterpiece or something like that and, you know, every time he runs into a problem, oh, well, it's okay, we'll figure something out, right? It's, I don't, like you said, I don't feel like that was what was actually going on. Yeah, totally, I can agree with that. Yeah, I I really love 
the contrast in the black and white version of this. It's like the whites are so white and the blacks are so black. And it is meant to be haunting. And it is. There are moments that really are kind of haunting in it. But at the same time, you just can't, you can't suspend his belief. The majority of it looks very fake. And it's... I don't know, but I I will say that if it was modernized, I don't think it would have the vintage feel Mm-mm. that it does. That makes it really almost sweet in a way. It almost feels like a more a simpler time, you know. Watching this movie, mm. it feels like even though I'm sure it, it, people didn't like it and thought it was the worst, that it it also seems like so easy too. Like, it seems much easier and less expensive and than a lot of things are that are made now. It wouldn't even be remembered as well as it was if they hadn't uh, not filed whatever copyrights they needed for this to become, you know, freely available for anybody. Like, that's why people had seen it over the years, because it got played on TV and they didn't have to pay anyone any royalties or anything like that, so... That just got a reputation. It's like, oh, we're seeing all these other movies, and then for some reason we're seeing Plan 9 from Outer Space again. Like, this movie sucks. This is probably the worst movie ever made. You know, let's start up our whole campaign for it. Let's also celebrate how bad it is. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, okay. What do you guys think is the goofiest thing in this movie, though? Out of curiosity. I think it's binoculars, dude. And, and then when and then, <laughs> and then when uh, the the soldier comes in to talk to him, just kind of <laughs> stiffly, stiffly holding the uh, the, the walkie talkie in his hand. Oh yeah. yeah, it just shows up. That that's <laughs> like someone pushed him in. You can almost believe that the guy is standing like at the horizon and and watching with his binoculars and stuff. But for some reason, when the second guy walks on, that totally breaks. Like, oh, no, there, there is literally just a sheet behind them. <laughs> I know. So dumb but with that's him. That's stuff that I loved about this movie. <laughs> get, an, get an editor in there and remove three of the times where he's standing there and lifts up the binoculars and you've made a slightly better movie. <laughs> maybe, maybe my interpretation of it is supposed to be that when it cuts away, it's because he's put the binoculars down. Mm. And then when he puts them back up, then he's focusing on something that's going on no <laughs> i don't know i don't maybe know. i'm putting too much thought into it i mean see it's the it's the shots of the explosions going off by the spaceships him lifting up the binoculars and then the, that awesome like uh it was what'd you call it the the footage or, no oh, no oh, the, the stock footage stock footage yeah of all those military devices which are cool the goofiest part for me is Probably the narration, but also there's that flimsy crypt too that the that they come out of. All those people come out of very small looking shed, but like six people come out. It like moves from side to side when they come out of it. Um, And the continuity that was the thing that got me the most when I was younger was just like, is it day? Is it night? Wait, Mm. this man is supposed to be that actor that was that guy earlier, and you don't, you you don't. (laughs) It's not gonna, it's not gonna help you out in any way to let you know where you're supposed to be or when or who. No, doesn't doesn't try to provide you with a uh, a level timeline. 
Yeah, you don't feel like there's a progression of days or anything. No, like it feels no, no, like no. it all takes place <laughs> in one night. <laughs> in the same afternoon slash evening. And some of it was filmed earlier and some of it was filmed later and mm. just thrown in in random places. Yep. I'm going to get in at 4 a.m. in Atlanta, Aaron. <laughs> uh, I got a friend who can set us up. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, what is she talking about? Hey, he's, he's just trying to make moves on that lady, man. I guess, yeah. I was thinking that he, what they could have done instead of reusing that Bela Lugosi footage is somehow made the aliens be like, when we resurrect them from the dead, they they return to a younger version of the self, which would have made sense, like, why his wife looked like he was so much younger than old Bela Lugosi, and why you know, he maybe. looked younger when he had the cape, you know, covering his face, but... I mean, I'm not trying to say that there would be any sort of problem with Bela Lugosi marrying a younger woman. Oh, he did. Either. Just saying. Yeah. It was based on real life. Oh. Uh-huh. Except for his 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 wife did not die. Oh, Just oh, okay. Divorced him. Uh, <laughs> the goofiest parts for me were any time it was just the aliens talking to each other, like any time they were they were acting, you know, uh, like oh we've we've got this all under control. Especially when leader alien was just sitting at his desk, because it's. The the things they're talking about have this grandiose, like, you know, they're, they're speaking like we are the intelligent people here and all this stuff. Like, what plan will you use next? Hmm, plan nine, you know. And it's like, <laughs> we've resurrected two people. Yeah, that's, that's the part that kills two. me. Mm, very good. <laughs> that's the part that kills me. As far as an invasion is concerned, like like two people sounds like an experiment. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, this is this this might work as a plan. But I, I like how they're all they're all acting like, yeah, this is it. This is the major invasion. Mm-hmm. This is this is what we need to take over the earth. <laughs> like, I had no idea this was gonna work too. That's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. I feel yeah. like he kind of jumped the gun on I mean, if we're gonna talk about it, that I feel like that was a plan that was a possibility that he took the initiative on putting into place before he had run it past the guy with the paperwork. Right. Yeah. So maybe they were only doing a couple to start off with just to see what would happen before they did the real full invasion. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's why it was only two. And then, oh, okay. And there's that time where they go talk those two I don't know if he's a general or whatever. The guy with the binoculars is talking to another person and he's like, you know, they've they've tried to communicate. We tried to communicate with them before and then they attacked a small town. Now, I don't think he was talking about San Fernando in that case, but I'm not sure, you know, that's once again who, who knows what they were thinking. But I almost think that like maybe one of their other <laughs> one of their other plans had just, just to destroy a town to see if they could or something. That's true. They're just testing right. the waters. You're right. They, this could be some grand experiment. Mm-hmm. It does feel like the planet Earth is just this town, Washington D.C., mm-hmm. and some area out in the middle of nowhere where the military is firing on the. Flying saucers. Yes. Yep. So maybe two is a good number to start the invasion with. You're right. I don't know. It's good. I mean, it's good as, as good as we could do. I mean, they're unstoppable. They're like Luke Cage. You shoot them, they just walk around. 
Also, he strangles people just like Luke Cage. I thought it was funny that they had to be recently dead. Yeah. <laughs> we need them fresh. <laughs> just recently. <laughs> well, it makes it easier to film, I guess. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, you can't get that crusty dead guy. <laughs> like some of the clothes is torn. Ooh, I don't know if they're good enough. No, that's fine. Yeah. And what was that thing about him having to be in the crypt and her having to be buried in the ground? Okay, th- that was definitely a piece of dialogue that didn't really go anywhere. But it was a, it was a family tradition that, or, or superstition that Belagosi had to be in, in the crypt. But maybe part of it was that Belagosi didn't want to come up out of the ground. Well, oh, you know what I'm saying. Maybe supposedly there's footage. There was footage of Bela Lugosi like rising from a crypt that he had shot previously, and uh, like I think the intention was to use it in the movie, but he doesn't. Right? There, there is no shot yeah. of him rising from a crypt. I think that's what they intended to do, and that's why they were like, "Oh, well, he's got to be in a crypt, obviously." We're gonna we'll just splice that part in, and like, "Oh, we forgot," or whatever. Yeah, it's just uh, okay. It's not fair enough. Fair detail. enough. But, you know, it's a family tradition, right? Yeah, his wife wasn't part of the family. I'm, I'm, just glad, I'm glad she was able to hold those tree branches down. Probably Romani or something like that. I'm she, not sure. She did a real good job of holding those tree branches down. Man. Her fingers were as long as those tree branches. How could you tell the difference? <laughs> Somebody needs a Photoshop Groot in there. I, uh, yeah, there were a couple continuity things like that that are lines in the movie where you're thinking... They don't need to say that to each other. <laughs> and the, when you look back on it, you think they never came back to that again. Yeah, I, but that's that's like an old movie standard, right? Like, I have to explain to something. Well, Bobby, you see, the reason why we're using these special screwdrivers is because we only have three of them. Okay, see you later. You know, like things that don't actually have to be explained, but they're they're like trying to explain things to the audience before... A question, except for they make it even more complicated in this case. Yeah. I don't know. Do you guys want to talk about anything else? You know, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Uh, how about you guys, though? I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear more about what you think about Plan 9. If you have anything. Well, actually, I very briefly, I just want to talk about uh, characters that were in this movie that uh, weren't showcased as much, but I thought were pretty hilarious. I like the two grave diggers at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> oh, and what happened dudes. to them? Yeah, those are the best actors in the movie. <laughs> uh, I also really liked the reaction the one cop had while he was sitting in the car when the other cop showed up later, like much later in the movie. Mm-hmm. But he's like, but he's basically <laughs> like, I thought there were going to be more of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I call. I call for I, a bunch. A lot I asked for a lot of help. <laughs> That's what I asked for a lot of help. That's the line. Send a lot of help, please. <laughs> That's definitely the one. That, that that those particular cops. Fantastic guys. I needed a lot, I of, needed help. A lot of help, <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. on my own. <laughs> but I think I think these these characters in this movie really make it though. Like it's really fun. And they keep showing that guy carrying her body towards the ship, and the the aliens on board are like, she's not dead, don't worry. <laughs> yep. Like, maybe they didn't decide that until they were shooting that part of it or something, I don't know. You can't kill a person, I mean, this is, I, it's it's been, like I said, it's been sponsored by the First Baptist Church in the area, so I don't think they want any, maybe any ladies dying. Maybe that's why. It mm. was like a spooky thing, but... Aliens did it. Right. It wasn't like any 
like evil things. Yeah, no devils or anything right, like that. Absolutely right. not. Yeah, I'm not sure. Not sure. I'll, I, the only I'll influence I know they had was that they they changed the title because originally it was Grave Robbers from Outer Space. Oh. Which is what Chris Wells says in the beginning. He's talking about my friends, the future, my friends, Grave Robbers from Outer Space. You know. You love that guy. I just find it completely ridiculous. <laughs> it was just a bunch of Ed Wood's friends, you know. Like I'm friends with Chris Well, I'm friends with Bill Lagosi, friends with this guy who makes paper paper tombstones for a living. I don't know. The guy on the ship, the like head guy with the paperwork, mm-hmm. he seemed kind of just um I don't know, ambivalent or something yeah. about everything. He was just kind of over it and yeah, I got a little bit of a of a vibe off that guy that he was just maybe it maybe he was supposed to be this like king that's like tired of talking to the minions I or got that whatever. Too. <laughs> yeah. I got that feeling too, definitely. The <laughs> courtesies were, were short and, and, and to the point with for him. Yeah. His patience had been brought to its limit. I'm definitely gonna do more research on this movie. Yeah. Just because it is so odd that it was made. <laughs> Sometimes it's just tough being the guy in the curtain, right? Yeah. Filing oh, yeah. your paperwork. Yeah. Yeah, I, I specifically haven't been talking about, like, uh, the random trivia stuff that I know from other podcasts that have covered it or reading into it, because I feel like a lot of podcasts have, like, talked about it in depth. And uh, like you said, there's an entire movie basically about the production, Ed Wood, which, you know, fictionalized account or whatever, but it's been covered a bunch of times. I just wanted to talk about how this isn't as bad as people say it is. Mostly. That, that, that was definitely the big realization to me because this has definitely been hammered home. And this is like one of the worst movies, but uh, far from it for me. Uh, this is like at least 10 times better than endangered species. Um, what? Okay. A little, maybe, maybe five times better. Okay. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, endangered species is a piece of crap, but. <laughs> I, I th- I'd say it's better I than Desert that Warrior. One. <laughs> it's the best looking corpse I've ever seen, or <laughs> yeah. best, looking best, best looking body I've, I've ever seen, seen. Dead, dead or alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, better than Desert Warrior. Once again, I yeah. feel like it's a cult movie. It has a cult following, and we were talking about that yesterday after we saw Disaster Artist. That like it feels like a cult movie can't be made on purpose. That. It has to kind of be made in earnest, and then it may develop a cult following later after people watch it, and they're just kind of amazed by it and its weirdness or whatever. Um, and I I feel like this is definitely a movie that people probably have memorized, and it's like a cult thing, and I don't know. The way the way Rocky Horror Picture Show has people that are super into it or exactly, whatever. Exactly, yeah, yeah. People hold screenings of this in it. You know, yeah, in the room they hold screens of Rocky Horror Picture, which is a movie I don't particularly like. But which one? Rocky Horror uh, Picture Show. But I wouldn't say it's a bad movie. It's just not my particular cup of tea. It's okay. I wouldn't say it's my favorite. It's okay. Oh no! I see it as something that's almost beyond good or bad. I think it's kind of um, something other than just a movie now. It's yeah. like a, it's like a thing. It's a piece of culture. It's like. a something people do. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess it is kind of a force of nature 
more more so than than a piece of medium almost. Yeah, meatloaf, guys, meatloaf. People gather to watch it together. People have fun doing an activity. Yeah. That isn't just like based on the merit of the movie. Yeah. You know, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. I think um, I'm I'm done with Plan Nine for now. If I had never seen this before, mm-hmm. and I saw it for the first time ever today, and I had never heard about it or anything, I probably would have been like, "Wow." Yeah. Then then Scott's email would have been correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Sarah. <laughs> no, I just think like trapped trapped by television or whatever, and. Just imagine those seemed tedious to me because I had no idea what was going to happen. And uh, I think they're a little less charming, too. But um, <sighs> this is my opinion. I'm entitled to my opinion. No, you're not. I'm sorry. No. Yes, of course, of course you are. Of course. I'm just saying, just imagine. Greatest movie. No, it's not. <laughs> it's no, it's fun. no Quincy's Quest. Okay, see, nobody brought that up, and there's a reason why. Because you know I'd get angry if somebody brought up Quincy's Quest. Talking about worst movies. You're talking about Quincy's Quest? Shut your pie hole, listener. <laughs> you haven't seen it. It's on YouTube. Go watch it. Uh, it's a Christmas aspi- movie. Aspiring producer or filmmaker, please contact Joel uh, as a specialist for your Quincy's Quest remake. Yeah. Hey, I want I want to interview Tommy Steele. Let's let's line him up. He's yeah. he's probably not able to be interviewed anymore. But let's hey line it up anyways. <laughs> All right. So before we get to the outro stuff. I want to read this awesome review somebody left us on Apple Podcasts. What's that, Joel? What's Apple Podcasts? Yeah. It's the iPhone system where you can download and subscribe to our podcast. Oh, whoa. And also leave us reviews. Every one of our episodes is available on Apple Podcasts. Oh, thanks, Apple Podcasts. Episodes like, wait a minute, that's the wrong page. Damn it. A Man Called Rage? A Man Called Rage. Oh, Sarah, wow. would you say that Plan 9 is better than A Man Called Rage? Apples and oranges. <laughs> <laughs> or Doppelganger. I thought about Doppelganger earlier, mm-hmm. and I think it has a much bigger production value. I mean, in terms of like what they put into it. There was that room that seemed like it was falling apart. Yes. Sometimes you're just looking for a room to rent, right? <laughs> An apartment. An apartment. <laughs> and, uh, here's another movie we did with the obviously done on a very small budget. R-E-D-D. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just an entertaining movie, but it's like you, you have to buy the DVD from R-E-D-D, the movie.com, because it's all done by one guy. And Bad props on your special effects, man. Yeah, yeah. R-E-D-D. It's a super enjoyable movie, and our episode was super brief on it, which I feel super bad about, superbly, because it's it's entertaining. If you haven't seen it, which most likely you haven't, you should watch that movie. I don't think I was on that one. I think no. I was in a different city or something that week. Yeah, you were, uh, I think you were kidnapped by the uh, Hawk the Slayer. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> Is it better than Plan 9? I don't know. Sarah? Gonna say yes. Hawk the Slayer? Hawk yes. the Slayer. Gonna say yes. Sorry, Joel. 
No, it's fine. No, no. I'm just, I agree. It is better than Plan <laughs> 9. I just say I don't know. It's not necessarily. Well, I think that's another apples and oranges, possibly. I, but I don't know, honestly, if one of them is better than the other. I think Sword and the Sorcerer is better than Plan 9. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, nobody even brought that up because it's amazing. It does feature a man falling off a cliff. <laughs> it's not a man, it's yes. an evil wizard. Oh, sorry, evil sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So this return let me read this review. Left uh, five stars by JWGH. I've been listening through the back catalog of this podcast recently and have been having a blast doing it. The hosts take a lighthearted approach to the movies, but also take them seriously and provide solid analysis of their strengths and weaknesses. It's a neat trick. They have the ability to make fun of a movie while also treating it with respect. Their treatment of Zardoz, one episode that comes to mind in this regard. I recommend starting with an episode about a movie that you love and then continuing continue digging in with the most recent episodes. Thank you so much. Whoever left that, I, I don't know who you are, but that's, I mean, that just warmed my heart. Like, I was floating on Cloud Nine and all those other things that people say. But yeah, that's really nice. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're glad you enjoy it. Sorry, I got to wipe these tears from my eyes. <laughs> All right. Okay, enough, enough of that. Now I'm going to read the outro stuff. You guys think of a lesson. You think of a lesson, Joel. I don't, yeah, Joel. I don't want to. You think about it. <laughs> think about what you did. This podcast. I think about it all the time. I think, what is the lesson? What is the lesson? I do too. What is the lesson, Joel? Sometimes when I'm in the movie theater, while I'm sitting there watching the movie, I try to think of my lesson. Oh, boy. For the movie. Oh, no. Joel's going to ask me about a lesson. No, no. No, you're at home. We're nervous wrecks, okay? Oh, yeah. We were constantly just worrying about coming you're up with a meaning like, for it I'm all for you. You're going to call me up in the middle of the night and ask me what my lesson is. Joel, I know the lesson. I know the lesson, Joel. <laughs> do you have your lesson? Yes, yes, I do. Good. Click. Click. <laughs> I'll keep him waiting. <laughs> hey, if you have a suggestion or comment, write in to us at please don't podcast at gmail.com. Just like Scott did. We take recommendations and we read your emails. We really appreciate that. Or you can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PDSMIOS or at our Twitter account. At Outer Space Pod. If you uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a star or written rating. Just like this other one, we will read it on the air, and that just increases our visibility, gets us more listeners, which is always cool for us. Thank you in advance. If you have a few bucks, we wouldn't mind it if you went to our Ko-Fi page at ko-fi.com slash pdsmios and you can drop three dollars towards us to uh sponsor our soda podcasts uh, our trailer talk any of that stuff that uh, we do uh we'd appreciate any of the money that you can send our way our house didn't burn down though so don't worry we're, we're not really suffering or anything like that we Thank aren't we we didn't lose our homes our families and friends are safe and sound um thank you for the well wishes we yeah got. thank you for everybody who wished us well we were right down in the middle of it yep and we were without power for about two days and uh out of contact with family and stuff it was scary yeah but uh 
We we wrote it out like yeah. some post-apocalyptic future. And we're we're saying that as we're saying, <laughs> we're saying that as the fire is still burning, it's just not near us at the moment right now. So we're okay. Yeah, I just pray that it stops soon. Aaron's pants actually caught on fire, but that's because he was trying to light one of his farts. Well, Joel, the truth is my pants are always on fire. His pants are on fire. I thought liar, liar. I pants thought he was lying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> lying and his pants got on fire. No, he, he's saying that he is so sexy oh. that his pants just burst into flames. <laughs> Your pants are on fire because you're a liar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Caliente, Joel. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Hey, check out the other podcasts on our podcast network, eartrumpetaudio.com, at eartrumpetaudio.com. You got things like The Realist, Life Mark, Taxes and Tater Tots, Love Ya Like Crazy, and Pet Cinematary. And all that stuff is really good, and it's all available on that website. All right, you guys. If we seem goofy, it's because we're having a blast hanging out after this natural disaster we survived. <laughs> yeah, that was a goofy movie. It's it fun to watch. We had a lasagna. Uh-huh. It was a beautiful lasagna. Good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sarah and uh, Aaron are drunk on San Pellegrino. I, can I review this drink real quick? No, kidding. you can't. Get out of here. <laughs> Aaron, what's your lesson for Plan 9 from Outer Space? Well, Joel, my lesson from Plan 9 is, is that... uh. If you're going to have a military operation, uh, and it's in a field, and there are flying saucers out in that field, you best be calling your operation Saucer Field Activities. Because mm, yes. that was the line that made me laugh pretty damn hard. Yes. <laughs> Weren't you in charge of Saucer Field Activities? Aye, so. sir. I'm, I'm in charge of Saucer Field Activities. <laughs> mm. He's an old member of the SFA. Anyways, yeah, I, maybe it's just me, but that one that one was pretty good. No, that's good. That's good. Do you have anything? So many. The thing that came to my mind first is that uh, even if someone says to you they know that aliens exist, they might just be trying to trick you into saying you know it too, <laughs> and then saying... I knew you were going to say it. I knew you were going to tell people aliens exist. Um, (laughs) You might be. (laughs) You might be court martialed. You're going to be court martialed, buddy. (laughs) And the other thing is, uh, everything is better with a with a narrator that sounds like that. (laughs) Mm. Little little piece of uh, knowledge. Uh, it's not that deep or anything, but I just thought that the narrator was pretty awesome in the sense that he gave a self-fulfilling prophecy. Chriswell. Well, he said that the events of this movie have affected the future, and they indeed infect the future, because this movie affected me. So. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You are the so, future. Yeah. Living you got, You've got to like future. the future, because that's all you've got. The future, the future is now. The future is now. The future is now. My lesson is that if your plan involves... The resurrection of the dead. Perhaps it's a good idea to round those dead up. May, maybe get a large group of them. And, unless you just want to cause general chaos, which is what was going on here. Because, you know, if you build an army of the dead, you got a working plan there. If you resurrect people willy-nilly and you don't, you're not there to actually make sure they're doing whatever you want them to do. You're just going to have the goofiest police on the planet able to stop them. You don't even need Columbo for this, okay? 
Well, maybe, Joel, we just need to fund the sequel to this movie, Plan 10, from Outer Space. Don't don't give people ideas like that, Aaron. <laughs> don't. Plan 9.5 uh, from Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Plan 9.5. <laughs> Resurrect the ill. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week, folks. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. EarTrumpetAudio.com Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear.